Hello and welcome to the Neshama Project podcast where we explore spiritual tools for human thriving. I'm Rabbi Ben Newman. This week, I'm going to be reading some texts on the idea of Sitra Achra, which is an Aramaic phrase that means the other side. It is a Kabbalistic concept of evil in the universe. The idea is that there is another side to the divine. There's another side to the universe that is a malevolent side that contains demons and forces of evil. And these forces are a reality in the universe and perhaps even part of God's creation. We're going to be reading these texts in honor of this month of Adar, which is the month that we celebrate Purim, and that we come face to face with evil in the form of Haman, who is a descendant of the Amalekites, who are seen as the personification of evil in the Jewish tradition. This month, I've engaged an amazing scholar, Professor Nathaniel Berman, who teaches at Brown University's Religious Studies Department. He's graciously prepared this beautiful text sheet that I'll be reading from today. And hopefully next week, we will have a chance to sit down with him on the podcast and discuss the text sheet, talk through it, and to talk about the idea of evil in Judaism, perhaps in the Godhead itself, and the Sitra Achra. So let's begin our reading of the text sheet. It's titled Sitra Achra, The Other Side, Evil in Some Biblical Talmudic philosophical and Kabbalistic texts. The first text is from Kohelet, Ecclesiastes 7.14. On a good day, be in the good, and on an evil day, behold, even this confronted with this hath made the Elohim. Isaiah 45, 7, I create evil. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, Yudhevavhe, do all these things. Now from the Talmud, Brachot 11b. I make peace and create evil. They're quoting Isaiah 45, 7. Do we say this in a blessing in the morning prayer as it is written? Rather, it is written evil, and we read it as all things. A euphemism. So it's written 
ra, ra, and we read hakol, everything, all things. Now from some philosophical texts, Maimonides' Guide to the Perplexed, 3.10, Evil Doesn't Exist. One must know clearly that one cannot say of God that he directly makes evil at all, i.e., that he wills as a primary goal to make evil. This is not possible. Rather, all of his actions are absolute good, for he only makes existence, and all existence is good, and evils are all absence. And now we're moving into some Kabbalistic texts, which I'm assuming will contradict Maimonides. This is from Sefer HaBahir. God has an attribute whose name is evil. For the Blessed Holy One has an attribute whose name is evil. And it is on the north side of the Blessed Holy One, as it is written, From the north, the evil will commence upon all inhabitants of the land. Jeremiah 1.14 And what is this one attribute? It has the form of a hand with many messengers. And the name of all of them is evil, evil, though there be greater and lesser ones among them. And any evil inclination in a human being comes from there. And why is it on the left? For it has no authority in the world except in the north. This is from the Zohar 234b, The Mystery of the Great Dragon. And the earth was tohu, etc., Genesis 1-2. Rabbi Shimon said, The companions have studied and known something of the work of creation, but few are those who know how to allude to the work of creation through the mystery of the great dragon, of which we have been taught that the entire world unfolds only on its fins. Moshe Cordovero, from the 16th century, Pardes Rimonim, 25.4, The Twin of God. It is now necessary to explain the matter of the klipot, literally the husks, in other words, the demonic realm. They have ten sfirot and ten palaces and seven palaces, hechalot, just as the holy divine dimension does. For their relationship to the holy dimension is as a monkey before a man. The first of the sfirot of the klipot is called teomiel, because it derives from the word for twins, teomim in the sense that it has rebelled against its Lord, blessed be he, and makes itself as a twin in relation to him. This is like, quote, a servant when he reigns, and a handmaid that usurps her mistress, unquote. Proverbs 30, 22 to 23. 
And it is no wonder that you find the name El, God, in relation to the Klipot, for just as there is the name El on the holy side, so is there the El Acher, other God. And this is as it is written in Balaam's speech, Numbers 24.16, the speech of one who heard the words of El, and the Zohar explains that this is the other God, El Acher. Next quote is from the Zohar, late 13th century, 242b to 243a, the devils emerge from divine anger. When smoke emerges from fierce rage, that smoke expands and goes from rage to rage, the one atop the other, riding on and ruling upon the other, appearing like male and female, so as to make all into fierce rage. When the smoke starts to expand, it presses from within the rage, expanding through the pressure of one point. Then the smoke of rage spreads out crookedly like a certain male serpent, sly and dangerous. The head which emerges and expands is a level of darkness. It goes up and down, roaming and hovering, until it rests in its place by settling with another level that issues from the smoke that emerges from rage. And he is called Shadow, also called Samael, a shadow on another place called Death, his female consort Lilith. When the two are combined, they are called the Shadow of Death. And as we have established, these two levels join together as one. Next is from Zohar 3, 41b, 10 crowns above, 10 crowns below. Rabbi Shimon said, The principle of all, just as there are 10 crowns of faith above, so are there ten crowns of contaminated sorcery below, and everything there is on earth. Some cling to this side, and some cling to the other side. Sitra Achra. Zohar 153a, there is right above and there is right below. There is right above and there is right below. There is left above and there is left below. There is right above in supernal sanctity, and there is right below on the other side. There is left above in supernal sanctity, arousing love, linking the moon with a sacred sight to shine, and there is left below blocking love from above, preventing her from shining through the sun and drawing near. This is the side of the evil serpent, for when this lower left arouses, it pulls the moon, separating her from above, so her light darkens and she cleaves to the evil serpent. Zohar 378a, human beings can damage the divine. Rabbi Chizkia said, Everything is one supernal mystery to show that one who damages below, 
damages above. Zohar 3.122a For anyone who cleaves to the Blessed Holy One and fulfills the commands of the Torah, it is as though he establishes the worlds, the world above and the world below. And so it has been established. It is written, and you shall make them. Numbers 15.39 And anyone who transgresses the commands of the Torah, it is as though he causes damage above, causes damage to himself, causes damage to all the worlds. Zohar 2, 135a and b, the Shekhinah's weekly struggle with the other side. The mystery of Shabbat. She, the Shekhinah, is Shabbat. When Shabbat arrives, she unifies herself and separates herself from the other side, and all judgments pass away from her, and she remains unified in the holy light and she is crowned with many crowns facing the holy king and all angry rulers and masters of judgment flee and pass away from her and there are no other rulers in the whole world and her face shines in the supernal light and she is crowned below in the holy people and all are crowned with new souls Zohar 2, 183b, no light except out of darkness. There is no light except that which issues from darkness. For when this other side is overpowered, the Blessed Holy One ascends in glory. There is no worship of the Blessed Holy One except from darkness, and there is no good except from evil. When a person enters on knowing an evil way and then abandons it, the Blessed Holy One is exalted in His glory. Therefore, the perfection of all is good and evil together, ascending subsequently as good. There is no good except that which, which issues from evil. That's it for our texts on the text sheet prepared by Professor Nathaniel Berman on Sitra Akra. Our plan next week is to interview Professor Nathaniel Berman on this podcast, so you can look forward to that. In the meantime, there's a lot to think about here and a lot to contemplate, perhaps a lot to argue with, perhaps a lot to struggle with. And all of this sort of begs the question for me is, how does this help us in our lives? And I'm going to propose that question to Professor Berman. That's it for the Nishama Project this week. Until next time, this has been Rabbi Ben Newman. Take care.